Okay, so this is actually a redo. Sometimes I'm really good at doing a segment and a night will edit it or I believe it or not. I know. <laughs> Just imagine what they <laughs> they're you think some of these are bad and <laughs> with noise and stuff before. <laughs> you should you should hear the first go sometimes. Uh, but sometimes I'm really good at like uh, I don't know, keeping organized, and other times I'm just not, and, and, and some of the segments you all like, I'm just like, really? That was like the worst, and this, this was one of them, and I'm not even going to say which one it was, figure it out, because it's going to be nothing the same, I mean, kind of, sort of, but whatever. That one wasn't planned very well, and when I listened to it, it made me want to scream inside, and un- it just was horrible, okay? It was the one, okay, just shit. It was the one where I was like talking about how I wanted you to know that even though I joke a lot, that I didn't come from this weird fantasy land where bad shit never happened to me. And I just get weirdly lucky and that I can't put myself in somebody else's shoes those shoes being the attic on the street, the one that just lost everything, their job, their relationship, their car, their thing, whatever it may be, lost everything, and is now in this dark pit of fucking darkness, right? And I, I don't ever talk about, I don't ever talk about time in my life where I couldn't see a, a way out. Where it was so fucking dark. And I guess I didn't like the segment because I don't think I expressed that, that darkness very well. I do this thing where I start a thought. I realize I, realized I really do this. I start a thought and then I get sidetracked. And it makes sense still. But then, like, I never finished the original thought that I had. So, I did a lot of it in that segment. Ah! I'm learning, okay? I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. I got a lot going on. Alright. A lot going on. I used to be, though, addicted to heroin and meth. Heroin's not my drug of choice. I absolutely hate it. But there was something in how they made the drug for many, many years. I don't know what ingredient it was. I want to say it was the amount of ammonia they use. And it would... It would de de debilitate me. Like, so I'm allergic to it. Actually. <laughs> Fun fact. Winning, and uh, I'm allergic to the specific ingredient, though mostly. And it used to be, it would feel like I was a heart transplant patient, like I needed a new heart, like someone would feel if they were waiting on the list. My heart would be beating really, really, really fast, but not very strong. So it could not, it wasn't 
doing the thing it does now where it'll just beat really, really fast and I can't calm it down. It would be really, really fast and really lightly. So it wasn't even really sucking blood in and then to push it around. And if you don't do that, you're not circulating, you know, the blood in your body. It's not, you know, your oxygen levels drop. It used to be so bad that I, if I stood up, that was a good day. It got so bad once that I couldn't even lift my head without passing out. I went to the hospital that day, <laughs> barely. Now this was years ago, right? There's a time that I've never mentioned, ever. And I, it dawned on me I had never mentioned it. And it was darker than the time that I did mention, actually. It was the darkest time of my entire life. And so that's what I want to share with you more than anything else. And I think I don't mention it because I try to forget it. I don't understand what I was thinking. I don't understand how I allowed myself to be okay with this situation. I don't understand I don't understand anything about a three month period of my life. It started out with a breakup. I was engaged to a girl and I had moved to Montana. And I had walked in one day to tell her how beautiful she was and how lucky I felt. And she turned around, looked me dead in the eye and said, I don't love you anymore. That was her response. And she sat there and she watched me ball without moving a muscle. I realize now that she was a narcissist. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense now. But I didn't know what a narcissist was at the time. And I came home from that. I was barely on probation at this point. Like, barely. A couple months in for robbing two banks. And I started drinking really, really bad. Like, I had started drinking after the kidnapping, but, like, this is this is when it really got out of control. Like, me not even trying to cover it up anymore. Me buying bottles of wine and just drinking it all day long and not eating bad. If I didn't drink, I would shake bad. Like, it was horrible. And I got thrown into... A, re a treatment center by my PO. She did not fuck around that PO. She wasn't the one I ended up with in the long run. Thank God she retired. Thank fucking God she retired. But you know what the last thing I ever said to that bitch was? Yes, I'm sidetracking. I told her she looked beautiful in court. <laughs> but she did. She had a nice dress on. She'd actually done her makeup and like she looked beautiful. I don't think she expected me to say that, though. It really threw her off. <laughs> but she sent me to treatment, and it was in this tiny little building, and you could not leave. In fact, it was a rule that you couldn't even look out the windows. I'm dead serious, because they thought that it would make you, you know, want to leave, because it was in the middle of downtown Portland. And I mean, 
why wouldn't you want to look out the windows, right? And um, it was just miserable. So I ran. Twice. <laughs> and the second time I ran, I knew I was fucked. I knew I was going to go to prison. Fucked. And I didn't give a shit. All I knew is that I didn't want to feel the way that I was feeling, which was heartbroken still, betrayed, rejected, and when you're borderline, you take your average emotion that anybody feels and times it by a hundred and then make it last a thousand times longer than it would with an average person. Like when you, say you only date someone for like a fucking month or two, a normal average person, if it doesn't work, might be upset, I would think, a day or two, right? Is that about right? I don't know, because I'm not normal. But regardless, if it's a day or two, or maybe even a full week, I'll be upset for months. And not like crying boo-hoo upset, but it will irk me for months. It'll be there, just irking me and irking me and irking me. That's not normal, okay? And so when you have a big event, like the one I had gone through, it's like just, it's dev it's crippling. It's emotionally crippling. And you will do anything to escape those emotions. And that's why a lot of people sidetrack with borderline <laughs> end up addicts because they're they're just matching their emotions right they need something to mute that that is as strong as the emotion so I took off for the second time and I had randomly met through an ex-girlfriend's friend some guy that his mommy and daddy had were paying his rent in a really nice part of town Paid his car bill, paid his phone bill, paid everything for this guy. This guy was in his 30s. And his mommy and daddy paid for everything. And then gave him an allowance. But his, he had also just gotten his inheritance. A really massive inheritance. And he was weirdly not a pervert. Like anybody that wanted, and this is dangerous in this world, right? Could come hang out with him. And he would give them dope, give them a place to sleep. And he just wanted the company. He quite literally just wanted the company. So that sounds pretty good to me in the moment. I guess. I don't know. I don't know because my entire world stopped. Get in there. It's like... It felt like literally the earth just stopped rotating. That's how it felt. Because what was going around then and for many years was the stuff that made it so some days I couldn't even sit up. Now, throw that on top of I was definitely the average user. Like, it, I didn't want to eat ever. Nothing, I mean, it, I didn't, I couldn't not eat. In fact, I have thought or tried to think back on this time, and the only thing that I remember clearly, like super clear, is the fact that I had maybe 
three days worth of food in a month's period of time. I honest to God can tell you that I don't know how I didn't starve to death. I have zero clue how I lived through this. A friend of mine, when I got arrested, told me, because she was in jail at the time that I came in, she told me that when she saw me walk up to her door, she literally thought she was seeing a ghost. That I had died and I was there to say goodbye to her. She could not believe that when she reached out and grabbed me, that she actually grabs something. That is how god fucking awful I had looked. Because all I did was sit on a bed. Use and play video games. That's what I did. He had a PSP, which is perfect because I couldn't get up at the time. And that allowed me to just stay in bed, play video games. Heaven forbid when I had to go to the bathroom, what I was excreting, I have no idea. But it was horrible because it would require, again, heaven forbid, me to take 10 whole steps. And I would have to bend over so that I didn't pass out, go to the bathroom and go to bed. And I took maybe two showers in a three month period of time because standing up in a shower was too dangerous because I might fall. I went to the hospital about six times, seven. They hospitalized me once for my heart. And at the time I was about 20, I want to say I was 25 years old, and I was hospitalized for my heart for three days. And you would think that I would sober up at that point and figure out what the fuck I was doing, because this was about halfway through this three-month period, but I didn't. I went straight back and kept going. And I remember watching the news one morning. And it was such a bizarre experience because I could see the news, I could see things were going on in the world, but I felt dead. Like I literally felt like I'm, maybe I was dead already and didn't know it but, and was trapped in that house. And I would see the light change in the windows, you know, day, night, day, night, day, night, but it had no meaning. And that's why it felt like it paused, because it didn't matter. It didn't matter what the time was. I wasn't going to do anything different than what I was already doing. I would drink bottle after bottle of NyQuil. In fact, I took so much NyQuil once and popped so many sleeping pills that for a moment, I did realize what I had done, and I panicked, because I couldn't remember how many pills I had taken. And I knew I'd probably taken too many, but all I wanted to do was get some god fucking sleep, because I've been up for like three, four days. And I did hear things. 
I never saw anything, but I heard things. Thank God I had gotten a prescription of Ativan from one of the hospitals, because that was the only thing that could fix me for any period of time as far as my heart. And I took one and decided to go shoplifting randomly. And I got caught by Target. They slammed me into the wall like we were playing football. And I don't know why, because apparently I was a rel. And I'm so fucking grateful they did. Because I know for an absolute fact, I would have starved to death if I had made it back. I would have literally fallen asleep and just died from lack of nutrients. There's no fucking way that that scenario turns out any different than that. Or my heart would have just stopped. But something was going to stop, that's for fucking sure. I couldn't, there's no human being on earth can maintain that. Prisoners at Auschwitz ate more food than I did. And I'm not trying to be insensitive whatsoever. I'm just making a horrible, sick point. I've seen hell. I've seen what the fuck can happen to people when they use. So I don't ever want anybody to ever think for even half of a bloody second that I just don't know what I'm talking about. Because I've been there. I'd also been in a situation I'd already shared where it wasn't that bad. I still got around, still tried to keep a job, still tried to be in a relationship, but it was god-awful and I was a fucking liar and fucking just terrible. But in that situation too. And maybe because of those situations... Maybe it's why I'm so fucking disciplined and adamant to not be that ever again. I don't know. I don't know what's different. Other than the fact that I have things I don't want to lose. So that requires me to be stable. And to be stable requires you to fucking have a job or make some kind of income and to do it legally so you don't go to jail. But, the, but there's other things that are different, too. Like, I remember everything just fine. I don't forget, like, what happened the day before or the day before or the day, you know? I don't forget my appointments and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I just, things are really fucking weird. <laughs> but thank God they are. Because apparently, I don't feel whole enough and maybe never will to not continuously fall on this shit. So if that's my reality, then I'm going to try my best, and I'm doing a damn good job so far, to one, flip this bitch around and try to make it into a positive by reaching out and saying, hey, what's up? Two, flip this bitch around so that other people can't flip the bitch around on me anymore and try to make me feel shame and guilt for how I cope with my mental illness and my PTSD and whatever. I mean, 
is adamant to not let it be the number one thing in my life. I will always pay my bills before I buy dope. I will always fulfill all my responsibilities every single day, regardless of how I feel. And I will never, ever allow it to do what it did to me. And if a day comes where I try to get up one day and I can't, that will be the day I quit. Because I will never, ever look a devil, a hell in the eye like that ever again. Because I won't come back. That would be the absolute end of me. And even though in the back of my head, I think, good, bring it. I don't want to, I don't want to die like that. Not like that. I'm going to take a real quick side note here to mention something that I think is, I know for a fact would be uh, confusing or misconstrued because I had started at first to just talk about what I was going, I had already talked about as far as hey, been there, this is my story. And so I started it off by saying I used to be addicted to heroin, right? Because I was going to go into this other story. But um, the time, though, I didn't, and I didn't clarify this, that I shared, it was, it was meth. It wasn't heroin that I was using. Heroin was down the road. It was the last time that I was just a wreck. Um, I did it, though, and I brought the heart thing, though, because I did it because it kept my heart from doing the fluttering, not really pumping thing that I was so terrified at that you know, point of, of feeling. Um, and that's how I got onto heroin, even though I fucking hate it. And I'm on Suboxone today because I don't, I don't want to have that demon because I've been told or read, and I'm, I shouldn't really believe everything I'm told and read, but um, that it's one of the hardest drugs to quit. And so when I was getting out of detox, I decided to go on Suboxone to not have to deal with that demon, even if it wasn't my drug of choice. Um, and sadly, today I'm just on it, and I say sadly because Suboxone is actually one of the hardest, is is the hardest drug to kick in the entire world. Um, it's prescription too. <laughs> um, it's the hardest come down and no one will argue with you about that. So I just want to make that really clear, I guess, um, in case it wasn't, because I mentioned something at the end of the clip that would make it a little confusing. Again, I start a lot of thoughts I don't finish. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's just me. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. All right.